Welcome to Commission. I'm Pastor Eric Teitelman. And I'm Jed Robine. In each episode, we will talk about the gospel of the kingdom, declaring God's heart for the restoration of Israel and all the nations. So join us as we together explore the mysteries of the one new man. Welcome back to the Commission Podcast. I'm Pastor Eric Teitelman, and with me here again, Jed Robine with Pilgrim Way Ministries, and we're going to continue his story, and actually this is becoming kind of our story. We're going to talk to you a little bit today about how the Lord has brought us together, and I I remember um, meeting Jed. This was, you, you know, you shared a lot about your time in uh, Israel and the connection from Israel to England, right? and then from there, some of the ministry work that you were involved with both in Canada and the United States, really sharing, declaring God's heart for Israel and the nations, right. and the Four Winds Tour coming across uh, the United States. And your last place that you uh, ended up, which was here in the D.C. area, was in Maryland. And uh, I had an invitation from a lady, from the pastor's wife, to come and meet Eitan Shishkoff, and Paul Wilbur was, was leading worship that night. It was right. a power, powerful night of worship. But I really felt when I saw you and I heard you speak uh, about Israel, I, I just really felt to my heart the Lord say, "Go, go, say hi. Just, just get connected with uh, with Jed Robine." And so I came up to you, handed you a card. <laughs> you were busy talking to a, a whole line of people that had your attention, and so I know that it was a few months later that uh, I got a call or an email from you. So why don't you tell us a little bit mm. about about uh, our early uh, friendship? Right. That was, yeah, that was about four years ago. Um, yeah, I think it was an in- interesting season for, of my life because the tour was actually ending. You were, you came to the last, mm-hmm. uh, the last event. And it was after that tour, we had been 15 months on the road and um, my wife and I had been praying and with my family and we had just sensed from the Lord to kind of, hey, just hit pause for a sec. Mm-hmm. And we felt like there was a transition coming and sure enough, um, there was. He was relocating us to, to Virginia so when you and I met, I hadn't yet moved to Virginia. I no, was based out of Buffalo. Right. Um, and so I got your card and we connected, had a nice, a nice initial conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I tucked your, your business card away and uh, went about our business. And it was a little bit later that we, that, you know, like you said, a, a couple months later that, that we were living in Israel. Or sorry, not Israel, living in Fredericksburg. And I reached out to you on email. Mm-hmm. about getting together. And we sat down just to get to know one another, had some, you know, burritos and some brews and just, just wanted to hear your story a little bit of what, what the Lord's doing with you. And, um, we had a, a lot of commonality, yes, um, yes. both bivocational, both have a heart for the marketplace and the kingdom. Um, both obviously have hearts for Israel. Um, the one new man, unity, mm-hmm. the restoration of Israel, God's heart for the nations and the family of God. Yes, We were just, I think the best way to summarize it would be to say that that theologically we're very similar. Yes. Um, but we're coming from two distinct perspectives, having and then arriving at the same conclusions. Mm-hmm. And so that was energi- energizing for me mm-hmm. to to meet with um, a Jewish brother, to have good fellowship, to be talking about scripture and experience points, and it was just a divine really a divine friendship. Yes. Um, and as we're sitting there, it was probably, probably got together maybe every once, every six weeks, mm-hmm. something like that, just to meet up and talk. And it was probably our third or fourth touch point in that, that we were both kind of talking about ministry. Yes. And, you know, you have been doing ministry and teaching for a number of years, and so had I. And we just kind of threw out the idea 
what would happen if if we actually started to not just teach about the one new man uh, on our own, but what if we actually modeled it? Yes, and we did it together. We we talked about Jewish and Gentile unity in Messiah, and we we messaged together. And that was an idea that that really, I think, was from the Holy Spirit and born right out of Ephesians chapter two and three. You and I have both been teaching about the one new man for a number of years and mm-hmm. have been gripped by it. And, you know, that was a, it was a refreshing, exciting moment. I think a catalytic moment of like, wow, what would that be like? I've, yeah. I had a great experience on Operation Four Winds. It was Dean By and I, mm-hmm. Gentiles, um, along with Steve Erickson, uh, Marty Shube. Paul Wilbur and Aton, all Jewish brothers. Yes. And though John 17 was really beating very strong in all of our hearts through mm. Four Winds and the Loving God Blessing Israel tour up in Canada. Yes. Um, you know, have a lot of respect for for Dean By out of Return Ministries and, you know, had had been uh, the U.S. tour director for Operation Four Winds and working closely with these men who are all men of unity. Yeah. Really was inspiring in my heart. You know, I've been teaching about unity, but then to have the opportunity to be in relationship and to message together was exciting. But we were all kind of off on our own doing our own ministries and then coming together for this tour. Yeah. What you and I were talking about seems a little bit more organic in the sense that, you know, we just got together for burritos. Yeah. (laughs) And, well, what if our intentionality was actually more focused on modeling the one new man? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we had a few opportunities to to minister together and maybe I'll, I'll, you know, turn, turn the mic over to you and you can share a little bit about that aspect. When we have, have had a few opportunities to preach and teach together, what, what has that been like? Um, and then maybe we can talk about our trip to Israel. Yeah. I found it was, it was, it was amazing to me that, uh, and it didn't really seem to matter what the subject was or the topic that we picked or spoke, spoke on, but, but just going in, and we just kind of share the time, and I would take 10, 15, 20 minutes to talk about a topic, and then you you would, similar or related topic, you would take another 10, 15, 20 minutes to kind of cap it off, and people were like, wow, this is this is incredible. There was just this, this you could feel that there was this clarity, this understanding. People were just getting, they were just getting it. And and you and I were, the first time, we're like, oh, wow, you know, that, that, was, um, that was interesting, but uh, let's do it again. And see what happens, and we did a second time, and a third time, and even a fourth time, and and in each time it was this, this, the responses were were the same. People are like, "Wow, this you guys, your message is so clear, and there's this 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 understanding that is coming through about all of the things that you're talking about." There was absolutely a divine anointing uh, on from the Holy Spirit on the divine unity that God was demonstrating through us just really just walking this this thing out together and and we weren't really it wasn't in any intentionality like you said it was organic uh you know our friendship has been just natural and and our kind of ministry has been kind of natural there's nothing that's forced or contrived we just kind of go out there we have an invitation and uh, you know we say oh this is we feel what the lord's putting in our heart we talk about it a little bit beforehand and then we just go out there and share it and people are incredibly moved by it um, but I want to also, um, before we get to to Israel, because I know there's there's so much to unpackage there from our time in Israel last year. I want to talk about, um, and I'll share a little bit also. I want to talk a little bit about just kind of our general experience 
with the the church in America, the, just the church in general. You know, for me as a as a Jewish person uh, coming into the church, I was in I was in my twenties when I first probably started attending churches in the United States. I'd moved back from Israel when I was sixteen, but after getting married, my wife and I decided to visit some churches, and I struggled. I mean, I I really had a hard time. Uh, feeling this this connection to the churches because even though they talked and preached about this Jewish Messiah Jesus, I never could see the or feel this connection. There was like there was something that was missing to me, and I and I I didn't really know how to put my finger on it. But the churches generally seemed to be just ambivalent towards Israel. The, the, mm. Most of the churches that we attended, they just. They, they, you know, they read the Bible, they knew that Israel existed, that Israel, uh, God had a plan or some future promise for Israel, but it was very vaguely understood, and it was certainly not a, a, an area of focus or interest. And, and, and yet later, even later on, when I got connected with some of the Messianic congregations, even then I felt like, well, they're in their own little universe, and they're mm. kind of separated into their own little world. And so you know, looking at the church today and all of the different denominations that we have, right. and everybody's kind of doing their own track and going in their own direction, it just seems to me that it's been hard to find a place that I can really feel that deep connection. I mean, I feel the connection with individual people when I go to these churches, but the, as mm. a larger group of people, the ecclesia as a whole, it's been hard for me to find that that connection. Tell Tell me also a little bit about your experience on that. Uh, I think this is a, a really deep topic and you know we'll be touching on it in, in future episodes I'm sure on the podcast. Um, and I think the real question we're asking is does does ethnicity matter? Mm. Does Jesus's ethnicity matter? And I think some people could say well on one hand I mean he's the son of God. Uh, no, no it doesn't right. matter but he I would argue all the ethnicities right right it's the same you know whether you're Jew or, or Greek it's it's all the same it doesn't matter Jesus could have been born. African or Chinese or American or Canadian right. or whatever. But I would argue biblically, no, he had to be Jewish. Hmm. Um, that is, God is fulfilling through the covenants he gave, started with Abraham. He's outworking a plan of salvation through covenantal work with the people. Right. And Jesus is referred to as the son of David, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a reference to a, a covenant that God made with David that one of his descendants would always be on the throne, right? Yes, that's and right. And so I would say Jesus' ethnicity really does matter. It matters that he's Jewish because that's actually one of the proofs that he is the Messiah. Hmm. Uh, not just the Messiah for Israel, which is what you know Simeon says in Luke chapter 2, right? This is the hope and consolation of Israel, and he will be a light. To the, to the Gentiles. Gentiles. That's right. So Jesus forever unites the Jewish world and the Gentile world in himself, and that is who the Messiah is. Mm. Right? And so yeah. I think we, I'll tell you this, this story. I was in an Asian country, and I was actually with the underground church. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about ethnicity. And I was saying to them, you know, where is Jesus right now? And they said, oh, no, he's in, he's in our heart. And I said, is he? And they looked at me kind of like I was crazy, and I said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not in heresy. The Holy Spirit's in our heart, right? Oh, right. yes. So I said, where is Jesus? And they said, oh, he's at the right hand of the Father. And I said, that's right. And yeah. he's there because he's got a resurrected body. That's right. Right? And they said, yes. And I said, he ascended after he was raised from the dead, right? Mm. Yes. And I was like, well, what does he look like? <laughs> what if he were to come in our midst and stand 
just like he did with the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Yes. What would he look like? And I said, would he look? Would he have white skin like me, like an American or like a European? No, 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 no. And I said, well, would he have uh, you know black skin like an African? No, 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 no. And I said, well, would he, would he have yellow skin like he was Asian? And they actually said yes. Yes. And then they they caught it, and mm-hmm. they said, oh wait, no, no, he would he would have olive skin, right? Like like someone from the Middle East, someone who's Jewish. That's right. Yeah. And I said, yes, that's right. He's a Jewish man. Mm. And I think what's interesting is that we we so identify with the Messiah. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. That because it's so personal, our faith in Him, yeah, and because He's come to us in such a profound way, and we, He's so relatable mm-hmm. that it's very easy to put Him in our culture. Mm. And so you'll go to a, a church in America and you'll see what I call surfer Jesus, which is blonde hair, <laughs> blue eyes, well manicured beard, kind of gazing off into the middle distance for the next wave to come rolling in. Yes. Uh, when I was in that Asian country, they actually had a a cutting, not a cutting, but a uh, it was a painting on mm. a like a piece of silk, mm. and it was an etching. That's what I'm trying to say. Not a cutting, but an etching. Uh, and it was of the of the Garden of Gethsemane. It was the scene of Jesus praying in the garden, but the garden was bamboo, <laughs> and he was actually wearing a rice one of the one of the, the, rice the triangular hats. rice hats. Yes, and I just think that's actually really what we do. You yeah. know, if you go to an African church, he looks African. Yes, and that's because we love him, and he yeah. loves us, and we relate to him, and so we make him look like us. I think, yeah. and I think that's been the story in the Gentile churches is we have Gentilized Jesus away mm-hmm. from, I think, to our own detriment, because I, I think he's inviting us into his Jewishness, not out of it. Yeah. Um, and there's distinctives within the expression of, you know, I love Paul talks about the, the commonwealth of Israel, mm-hmm. right? Right. That right. we're included, we're, we're grafted in to Israel. So Israel is a community of faith that's, that's, right. that's from the beginning— and Gentile nations are being invited into that expression. That's right. And so we're not just invited into our individual salvation. We're actually saved into a people, Jew and Gentile. Right. And it's in that expression that we begin to understand, you know, Jesus a little bit more when we put him into context. Right. And it's the context that I think, in my experience as a Gentile believer, I didn't understand some scriptures. And as I started walking with Jewish believers, they started to explain some scriptures to me. Mm-hmm. that from a Jewish perspective, I was like, oh, it suddenly clicked what Jesus right. was talking about. Right. Because <laughs> um, he was talking to a Jewish audience. Right. Yeah. He's a Jew yeah. speaking to Jews about some Jewish things. That's right. That's right. Now, they're all, all applicable to humanity, but it helps all of humanity understand what he's talking about when we put it back into its original context. So these are, so th- we've hit on uh, just the tip of the iceberg right. on some really, really great topics. And so just to kind of give you a flavor for some of the things that we're going to be digging into. But really, it's the message of the kingdom. Yes. I mean, that's what Jesus preached. Right. He said, repent for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is nigh. The kingdom of heaven is near to you. And so the kingdom is every tongue and tribe and nation and people. Revelation, right? Mm. Uh, Abraham is the father of a great nation, Israel, but he's also the father of many many nations. nations. And Jesus said in in John, he says, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, right. them also I must gather, and I will bring them in. And he says, there'll be one flock 
and there'll be one shepherd. And Matthew 8, you know, Jesus saying, many Gentiles are going to come from the east and the west. That's right, and sit, sit at the table with Abraham. At the table with Abraham. That's right. I think this is the restoration of the family of God. He's not just restoring Israel. He's restoring his family. All the nations. Of faith. Yeah. And that, all of that shared faith is in is located in the Son of God. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, so I was trying to get you to share a little bit about your experience also, because you've seen the division, the denominational division, and right. I've experienced that. And so just so that you all know where we're coming from, our heart is to see the restoration of God's family, as you just said, that's every tongue and tribe and nation and people coming together in divine unity as one people of God. And so let's talk about Israel. Yes. Because that was a really key time for, for both of us. And what what did we experience there and and this droplet of the divine unity that we read about in Jesus' prayer in John 17? Yes, I, I think well we're that trip to Israel, we went we went in March last year, March of 2019. And you know, we both had sensed an opportunity to go together to travel. I think we had wanted to do that. Yes. And we attended a, a gathering of leaders. And um, it was a unique gathering in my journey. Uh, and it was really wrought by the, by the Holy Spirit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that gathering, there was about 120 people. There were Jewish leaders, congregational leaders, ministry leaders. Mm-hmm. There were Arab Christian leaders. There were leaders from the Far East, yes, from Korea, from oh. China. There were leaders from the South Pacific Islands, mm-hmm. leaders from Africa, mm. leaders from South America, North America. There were literally the four corners of the globe mm-hmm. had sent some delegates. I think the Holy Spirit called these delegates to come to this meeting. Yeah. And this was not a teaching-focused conference. This was a prayer, worship, and a fellowship-oriented conference, a conference to talk about unity mm-hmm. in the body. And so here we are in Jerusalem, and I think one of the huge epiphanies for me was like, wow, this meeting is, I don't know if I could say it's unique, I would say it's rare, very, very, very historically rare in the history of the world. Yes. That, I mean, for, the, for 1900 years, Jerusalem was desolate, right? Yes. So you have the birth of the ecclesia, the church is born, and then AD 70, Jerusalem is sacked, and everyone is scattered. Mm-hmm. Okay? So then you have 1,900 years, uh, and before 1967, one of my good friends is a, is a Jewish believer in Israel. He's a third-generation believer, and he would tell you if he's on this podcast. 1947, there's 25 to 30 believers in the entire nation of Israel. Right. So, you know, 1967, there's, there's, a, there's a few more. You know, there's mm-hmm. a few congregations of Jewish believers around the world, mm-hmm. but from 1967 until today, there's now hundreds of Messianic congregations around the world. Mm-hmm. We've gone from 25 believers in Israel in the 40s to now over 20,000. Yes, you yeah. know, 70 years later. So we're seeing a a, a first fruiting of Jewish salvation mm-hmm. within a generation, and so here we are in this meeting. And we're, it's unique and rare because not only do you have Jewish believers as a remnant represented, mm. you have a remnant from many tribes and tongues coming in. And the purpose isn't, let's promote ministry. Mm. Let's promote our own platform. 
the purpose was reconciliation and healing and to seek the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I think from my perspective, I came out of that with you and we were having all these conversations late at night and after mm-hmm. these times together where, where we saw uh, Arab believers and you know, Muslim background believers reconciling with Jewish believers, yes. tears and weeping and crying out for the Holy Spirit to move in their people yeah. to have his heart for love. Yes. And I said, you know, this is, un- this is unprecedented. We're living in a special time, a special time in history. Mm-hmm. Where this is actually happening, and I mean it's happened before, but it's it's increasing, and I felt coming off of that with you there of you know here we are we're having burritos and brews, talking mm-hmm. about messaging the one new man. We go to Jerusalem and we experience the one new man. Yes, we experience reconciliation, which is really grips our hearts with intensity. Mm-hmm. And you know I think we just came out of that like wow, commissioned uh, <laughs> to preach. And to share and to tell people what we saw. You know, the, the idea of testimony is actually legal. That's right. Just tell people what you saw. You don't have to have explain everything to everybody, but just tell people what you saw. And I'm encouraged that, look, you'll never see this on CNN or Fox News. You won't, be, you won't have cameras in that meeting. But we're here to tell you that these meetings are happening and that our hearts as believers from whatever tribe we're from yeah. should be encouraged. Yeah, amen to that. I mean, that really was a picture to me of the king, really the, a microcosm of the kingdom, because like you said, there were people from all different nationalities. There are, you know, every tongue and tribe and nation and people, we, they laid, everybody laid down their, their titles, their ministries, yeah. even their ethnicities were laid down for the sake of coming together and really uniting in the presence of the Lord as one people of God and the heart for forgiveness and for reconciliation was was powerfully demonstrated i think for me one of the one of the more more powerful testimonies came from a pastor who was here from the united states and he's he's actually down in in florida but uh he shared how god through just an encounter with jesus in in a 10 minute experience totally changed his heart for, for Israel, for the Jewish people, and his connection yes. to the body of Christ as one new man. And he, he, he said, I knew in my heart and in my spirit that I'm grafted in, but I'm so deeply loved and part of the family of God. And just the way that he shared that to me was, was incredibly powerful as a Jewish person to hear that, because, you know, he's coming from a church that's generally, you know, not anti-Israel, but like, well, we don't quite get yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Not on and the radar. Not on the radar. And all of a sudden, God just, in a moment, just downloads this revelation to him, and he gets it. Yeah. And his entire congregation has been completely transformed by that experience and the, and the, the growth in the church that has happened since that time, and, and, and people's lives are being completely changed, and the healings yes. that have been going on in the church. All of this is a demonstration of, of God's power felt in the divine unity that he desires of us that Jesus prayed about in John chapter 17. Correct. And and I think that sometimes that we just sort of say, oh, you know, let's get together and let's just, you know, hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> but I don't think that's what Jesus was praying about. Mm. He, it, was a, it was a deeper connection of unity that releases the power of the divine on a level that we probably have yet to experience on the earth. And so really, to me, the one new man 
the, the true fulfillment and the expression of that, we've yet to see what that is going to look like on the earth. I, uh, I, I, com- I love what you're saying, and I know we're, we're bringing this episode to a close, but I, I just want to throw this thought in for our listeners too, to consider. I had a good friend of mine. I think this might sum it up. He, he was sharing, he's like, you know, I, I came to Jerusalem to kind of get the Israel peace. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he said something quite profound. He said, I realized, you know, Israel's not a peace that I need to, I need to get. <laughs> he said, I actually, I am actually, I fit into Israel. That's right. I'm a peace that fits into Israel. That's right. And I was like, that's it, man. Like, that's it. There's a storyline that's been, been told for thousands of years. Mm. And Jesus is the door. He's the gate. Yes. No one comes to the Father but through Him. We come to, to the Father because of our faith in Messiah. Mm. But when we come to the Father, we realize, man, we're connected to a people. That's right. And that people is you know, Jewish and Gentile, and it spans thousands of years. Mm. And that's our existence. That's our, that's our community. That's our family. Yeah. And so when we start to understand that, you realize that it's he's so much more than just your personal Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. There, your your story, as important and as distinct and as beautiful as it is, fits into a much larger story. Mm-hmm. And he's the author and the finisher. Amen. And so as he's authoring this thing, and we locate our stories in the big story that God's telling, we find purpose and joy, passion, love, um, unity. Mm-hmm. When we start to relate to one another the way that God wants us to. Amen. Well, this is going to bring us now to the close of this episode. And I think that you now have your appetite wet for all of these incredibly deep and rich topics that Jed and I are going to launch into as this new partnership commission. And after we came back from Israel and we were unpacking all of the things that the Lord had downloaded into us, and we're still even unpacking, and it's been a year later, and I think we're still unpacking all of the revelation. We are launching this partnership commission to share essentially what we've talk, been talking about, which really the, the full message of the kingdom, the message of the gospel of the kingdom, the full thing, the personal salvation all the way through the return of Christ and the restoration of Israel and all the nations. It's the uniting of every tongue and tribe and nation and people on the face of the earth as one new man in Christ, one people of God, and yet comprised of many tongues and tribes and nations. And it's declaring, it's really a prophetic calling, we're watchmen on the wall, declaring God's heart for the restoration of Israel, but also the restoration of all the nations of the earth. And and our hearts are made for this. Yes. Hearts long to be loved and they long to belong. And the good news is of the gospel, you are loved and you do belong. And we are, we are the ambassadors of the kingdom, all of us, all believers, to tell this story and invite people in one of the most broken, painful, disjointed, dip, depressed times in human history. We can go out with this good news and bring, Amen. bring people in to yeah. the table of God. Amen. If you have enjoyed this podcast from Commission, make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our ministry websites. We pray the Lord richly blesses you and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.